Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Kids in America, there's two problems that we now know about. Number one, they can't do basic things like reading, writing, and arithmetic. In fact, officials are now sounding the alarm on just how bad it's gotten for kids when it comes to them doing basic things like just reading. The New York Times is now whistleblowing with a headline, Kids Can't Read. The revolt that is taking on the education establishment. The headline below that in suburban Houston, parents rose up against a top rated school district demanding an entirely new reading curriculum. At an elementary school in Hutchison, Minnesota, a veteran teacher is crusading for reform, haunted by the fear that for 28 years she failed children because she was not trained in the cognitive science behind reading. And Ohio may become the latest state to overhaul reading instruction under a plan by Governor Mike DeWine. DeWine, the governor, said the evidence is clear. The verdict is in. A revolt over how children are taught to read, steadily building for years, is now sweeping school board meetings and state houses around the country. The movement under the banner of science of reading is targeting the education establishment, school districts, literacy gurus, publishers, and colleges of education which critics say have failed to embrace the cognitive science of how children learn to read. Research shows that most children need systemic, sounded-out instruction known as phonics, as well as other direct support, like building vocabulary and expanding students' knowledge of the world. The movement has drawn support across the economic, racial, and political lines, except on school boards. Its champions include parents of children with dyslexia, civil rights activists, even with the NAACP, lawmakers on both sides of the aisle, and everyday teachers and principals, excluding some teachers' unions. That's the problem. Why? I don't know, because together they're actually starting to get some results. Ohio, California, and Georgia are the latest states to push for reform, adding to almost 20 states that have made moves over the past two years after there was a massive decline in basic ability to read even at graduation. Even holdouts 
in hardcore union cities like New York City, where hundreds of elementary schools were loyal to a popular but heavily criticized reading curriculum are making changes. Now, how do you get these curriculums to stay in there? Well, we found out it's all about lobbying, about not actually what's about best for your children. And that's where the criticism really seems to be coming in. Well, we have found out that the teachers union and lobbying groups who are lobbying the school boards are not actually doing what's best for your kid. They're doing what's best for their bottom line, what's best for their pocketbook. What makes them the most money? Shocker there. And now we're seeing a big revolt. Now, I'm going to get hit pause on this story for a moment because it connects to the other story I want to talk about today. And that is crime out of control with young people. Over the weekend, there was a shooting at an Alabama birthday party that killed four people and wounded 28 others. Alabama law enforcement officers were employing people to come forward with information about a shooting that killed four people, injured 28 others during a teenager's birthday party. Among those killed was even a high school senior who planned to play college football and was celebrating his sister's 16th birthday. The shooting erupted Saturday night at a dance studio. During two news conferences, the sergeant, Jeremy Burkett, of the Alabama Law Enforcement Agency, did not take questions. He did not say if a suspect was in custody or if investigators knew about any motive. He did not provide the names of those that were killed. What he did say is, we clearly have out-of-control violence among kids. Yes, among kids. You fast-forward that to another story over the weekend as well of kids out of control. And when you don't give kids a future of reading, writing, and arithmetic that gives them higher education, and when you dumb it down and you pass kids uh, through social promotion instead of actually doing work, you get exactly what we saw this weekend In Chicago, not just for one day, not just for two days, not just for three days, but for four days. A large group of teens, hundreds of teens, erupted into four days of violence days after Democrats choose Chicago for the 2024 convention and weeks after they elected their new mayor, who is an actual communist. For a fourth night in a row in a city that is championing police reform, bail reform, prison reform, and basically there's virtually no crime that a minor can commit without getting out of jail pretty much right away, we're now seeing what anarchy looks like. For a fourth night in a row, the Chicago Police Department were forced to call for reinforcements downtown as large numbers of teens learning from the night before, the night before, the night before, gathered and engaged in rioting looting, straight-up violence, and even a Saturday night shooting. These are children under the age of 18. The carnage began on Wednesday night, only four days after the DNC chose Chicago for the site of its presidential convention, despite that the city officials there are suffering one of the nation's highest murder rates. I guess it's actually perfect for Democrats to decide to go there. The Chicago Police Department was first called out in force at around 10 o'clock Wednesday night when more than 200 teams erupted in a mass fight in the city's popular Millennium Park at the southern end of the Mag Mile. The Wednesday night incident became the city's first, quote, large group incident of the year, according to the local CBS affiliate. The youth were reportedly fighting and harassing other people at the park, according to the reports and videos put up on social media. The crowds of unruly teens under 18, they were back after police 
didn't arrest people on Wednesday night. They came back for more on Thursday. And after they realized that no one was going to stop them, they came back again on Friday. And after they realized that no one was going to stop them on Friday, they came back on Saturday, as the local media put it, as police struggled to head off the violence. Videos started to emerge on social media of gangs of teens jumping on top of mass transit buses and rushing through the streets of Chicago. The video showed Chicago Police Department officers desperately trying to corral the the gang of kids. But the problem is they don't have enough officers in Chicago. And what happened was a chaotic scene. Children going out vandalizing anything they wanted to vandalize. Gunfire erupting, laughing, happening. ABC 7 Chicago put out the video of what was happening, not just at night, but in broad daylight during the daytime tourism hours. Fox Chicago reported that the, the roving gangs of teens were also seen bashing in car windows. After shots were fired, they noted that they pulled their news crews off the streets due to, quote, safety concerns. NBC5 Chicago also reported that two teens were wounded in the loop on Saturday as hundreds and hundreds of teens once again flooded the downtown area and engaged in spasms of violence. How many arrests? Not many. The victims, two boys, a 16-year-old and a 17-year-old, were reportedly hit by bullets while standing among the crowd when an unknown assailant fired the shots. It is not known if the shots were fired during a fight nearby or if it was just random senseless shooting welcome to Chicago. The four nights of violence comes only three days after Chicago said, hey, we're going to choose Chicago as the best site for the Democratic National Convention in 2024. It comes only 10 days after the city elected a radical, soft on crime, defund the police, communist progressive to the mayor's office after they got rid of Lori Lightfoot. Late last week, ahead of being sworn in in the Windy City's next mayor, Brandon Johnson absurdly claimed The blame for the city's rising crime rate could be laid at the feet of businesses because in his estimation, quote, 70 percent don't pay corporate taxes. So therefore, that's why we have such high crime. I kid you not. The former union organizer blasted the state's struggling businesses, saying that 70 percent of large corporations in the state of Illinois don't pay a corporate tax. It's that type of restraint on our budget that has caused the type of disinvestment, he called it, that has led to poverty and, of course, has led to violence. He's not saying that we need more police. He wants to defund the police. The self-professed progressive, he's a communist, did not reveal his source, by the way, for the 70% claim. Why? Because he just made it up. Now, even as the violence continues to spin out of control in Chicago downtown, in California, in Baltimore, in St. Louis and other places in New York City where they've defunded the police. Johnson said that this was just mere platitudes about the unrest during a Friday visit to Jesse Jackson's Operation Push headquarters, saying, quote, My heart breaks for the families which should never have to suffer the pain of a child being shot. As a father, what I want for my own children is that I want for every child in Chicago their safety. Well, if that's true, then why don't you have damn police officers out there? Their safety, referring to children, and their healing from trauma will be a priority of my administration from day one and beyond, Johnson said in a statement on the recent violence. Really? That's how you're going to fix this problem? He also went on to conclude, quote, but we will not just protect our children. We will love them and nurture them 
and give every one of them the hope and purpose they deserve. All right. So let's just leave the insanity of Chicago there and let's go back to the other headline that is kids can't read in America. If you want kids to grow up to be successful, they got to know how to read. We know that our education system is failing kids. And when you fail the kids, they end up dropping out and not caring and turning to violence at a very early and young age because they've lost ambition. All right, before I get into that, I want to talk to you real quick about our friends over at Patriot Mobile. They are now offering a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Yeah, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer nationwide coverage on the best G4 and G5 networks, the same network and towers you're using right now. The difference is not only do you get the same great quality that you're used to, but they actually are a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. So this year, Resolve to stop spending your money with companies that don't align with your values. In fact, actually fight against what you believe in. Switch to Patriot Mobile. You'll be supporting First and Second Amendment groups, the rights of unborn children, and even helping with adoptions. It is easy to switch. Call them right now or go online to patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. That's patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson or call them 878-PATRIOT. You're going to get free activation with the offer code Ferguson. That's 878-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Ferguson. How bad is the public school system in this country? Well, this is nationwide. There's a lot of good public schools and there's some really crappy ones. So I still want you to think about the overall numbers here. And it's much higher in inner cities. About one in three children in the United States cannot read at a basic level of comprehension, according to key national exam. That also, by the way, counts private schools. The outcomes are particularly troubling for black and Native American children. How bad is it in our inner cities? Nearly half of African-American children score below, quote, basic on reading by eighth grade. Well below that in science and math. The kids can't read. Nobody wants to just say that. It is what Kareem Weaver, an activist with the NAACP in Oakland, California, who has framed literacy as a civil rights issue and stars in a new documentary, The Right to Read. I love, by the way, that this is happening. I love that there are people like the NAACP that are waking up and activists are waking up and realizing now that our public school systems are being run by teachers unions who are getting kickbacks by pushing certain curriculum that is not serving the children science of reading advocates say the reason is simple many children are not being correctly taught why are they not being correctly taught because big dollar donors in the education industry are paying off school board members with donations and paying off unions and teachers groups with big donations to use curriculum that makes them billions of dollars A popular method of teaching known as balanced literacy has focused less on phonics and more on developing a love of books and ensuring students understand the meaning of stories. This is the problem with our public school system. That, we're finding out, doesn't work. At times, it has included dubious strategies like guiding children to guess words from pictures instead of learning how to actually read. You're paying for this with your tax dollars in public schools all over the country. 
The push for reform picked up in 2019 when national reading scores showed significant improvements in just two places in the whole country, Mississippi and Washington, D.C. Both had required more phonics because that's how you learn to read. Why did we get away from phonics in this country? Well, we didn't do it in our private schools. We did do it in our public schools. And it was all because liberals wanted money. These liberal union groups, teachers groups, they wanted donations and cash. And what did these companies do? They were more than happy to sell you a bunch of books and tell you to teach kids to learn to read by guessing words, like guessing actual words, guessing them, not phonics, guessing them which means they could sell you more books, more books that would go home, more readers that would go home that would teach your kid how to guess words and only be able to read when there's a picture that correlates with a word. It was a disaster from the beginning. They knew that it was a disaster from the beginning, and yet they still kept doing it because they were making money. Republicans, by the way, were not a part of any of this. Republicans were standing up for traditional phonics being taught. The New York Times put it this way, but what might have remained a niche education issue was supercharged by a storm of events, a pandemic that mobilized parents, COVID-19 relief money that gave school districts flexibility to change, a fresh spotlight on racial disparities after the murder of George Floyd, and a hit education podcast with a passionate following. There is this urgency around the story, this unbelievable grief, said Emily Hanford, a journalist at American Public Media. Her podcast sold a story, detailed how stars of the literacy world and their publishers diverged from scientific research. It racked up nearly 8 million downloads. The movement has not been universally popular. School districts in Connecticut and teachers unions in Ohio fought back against what they see as a heavy-handed interference in their classrooms of failure. They're failing there, remember this, and then they're saying, get the hell out of my classroom. Now, this also goes back to parents getting involved. And what did big tech, what did the media, what did the government do? They decided to turn you into domestic terrorists. You showed up at a school board meeting. You as a parent were a domestic terrorist. I'm going to say that again. You showed up at a school board meeting. You voiced your opinion. And they wanted to categorize you as a domestic terrorist. Let that sink in. The movement. Again, this is the New York Times. Has not been universally popular. School districts and teachers unions have pushed back against what they see as heavy-handed interference in their classrooms. If you're failing... You should be listening to the parents. If you are failing, you should be looking at different curricula. If you are failing, you should understand that you need to change course. If you're not changing course, the question that has to be asked is why? Why are you not changing course? There's one simple answer to that. Because somebody is getting paid. Somebody is getting paid a hell of a lot of money. Somebody is on the take. And I want you to think about how evil you have to be to know that what you're selling is hurting kids and making it harder for them to read than easier for them to read. Tell me how disgusting that is. And the people that were doing this were not Republicans. They were Democrats. Even within the movement, quote, there 
are quiet rumblings of worry. There is no established curriculum for science of reading. It refers to a large body of research that must be woven into the craft of teaching, the critics claim. Can such a sprawling and enthusiastic movement stick to the science across thousands of schools and classrooms? Can real change be executed and sustained? Quote, I saw this post where somebody said reading wars are over. Science of reading won. That's what Mark Seidenberg, a cognitive scientist at the University of Wisconsin, said. He said, quote, I'm sure it will be on a T-shirt soon, but actually nobody has won until we've actually seen we've improved literacy outcomes, especially with kids in groups where there's a long history of being left behind. Okay, well, we have that in Mississippi and Washington, D.C. In Mississippi and Washington, D.C., we have what this dude just claimed actual research to teach kids to read and write by using phonics. We also have a history of when phonics were actually being higher reading and, uh, and writing and arithmetic and connecting the dots scores. So we do have this to imply that we don't have this is totally and utterly absurd. We've had it, folks, the entire time. They just don't want to go back and admit they screwed up. And it's not because they don't want to admit they screwed up. It's because they don't want to give up the money that is coming in and the donations is coming in politically and the money that is coming in politically to the unions and to these elected officials. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. You look at crime, you look at what happened in Chicago, you look at what's happened in Baltimore, you look at what's happened all over the country with violent crime that's taking place. Is there a chance that kids are turning to crime for two reasons? One, because they can't read, they can't write, and they can't do arithmetic, so they don't have an opportunity to have a good job, a good career. Is there a possibility that there's a direct connection between lack of education and anarchy and violence? The answer is yes. Now, what do Democrats say? They say... We just need to have prison reform, bail reform, police reform, meaning get rid of the police, get rid of jails, and get rid of arresting people and holding them accountable. Mike Pence, 
And this is an endorsement of Mike Pence. I will say this a million times in the lead up to the 2024 election. I'm going to play you sound bites from people that either are thinking about running for president or may run for president. It does not mean that I'm endorsing them when they say something that I like that makes sense. What Mike Pence said at the NRA convention made sense. That's why I'm playing it for you. Listen carefully. Suffered loss and injury in these unspeakable attacks. Ignoring the motivations of the trans activists who killed three children and three adults at that Christian school in Nashville, and ignoring the mental health challenges of the man who killed five people and injured eight others in Louisville, President Biden and the Democrats have returned to the same tired arguments about gun control and gun confiscation. But we don't need gun control. We need crime control. We don't need gun control. We need crime control. Mike Pence, by the way, is absolutely right. So what are Democrats saying? Let me give you another example. There's a hearing that's happening. It's a hearing about out-of-control crime in New York City, about Alvin Bragg not prosecuting people for committing heinous crimes. Victims of violent crime in New York City came to tell their testimony. And what did Democrats say? Well, Representative Johnson called the witnesses who had been witnesses who who are witnesses who've experienced heinous and violent crimes in New York City and people that committed crimes against them that had not been prosecuted by Alvin Bragg. What did he call them? Called them props. The Republican witnesses who have used their time to criticize District Attorney Bragg have served as props in a MAGA Broadway production. The real purpose in coming to New York City. Can we have order? The real purpose in coming to New York City. Gentlemen, will suspend. Stop the clock. Gentlemen, will suspend. For the audience, I've said several times now that the committee has to be in order. If if anyone continues, then we're going to have to escort some people out. Please don't talk Uh, that. Please don't talk down to us, witnesses. Please. There it is. These witnesses who come and talk about losing family members to violent crime in New York City are referred to by Democrats in Congress as nothing more than props in a MAGA Broadway production. Many of the people that are asked to testify, by the way, are Democrats, not Republicans. And they came to testify and did testify about losing loved ones to violence. They're talking about their deceased family members. And when Democrats had a chance to chat... The leaders who are elected, like Representative Johnson, they referred to them as MAGA props. And that explains what's happening in this country perfectly. This isn't about protecting you. It's not about protecting your family. It's not about protecting your, your, your communities. I'll give you another example. Before I get into more of this story, I want to say thank you and tell you about our good friends at Augusta Precious Metals. You can get free gold just by learning about gold IRAs from Augusta Precious Metals. It's important that you know what's going on in this crazy economy. And your hard-earned savings need protecting from the devalued dollar. Protecting from the devalued dollar, especially if you're close to retirement. Augusta Precious Metals will give you information on how to protect your savings and open a gold IRA. 
So if you've saved at least 100000 for retirement, call and ask about their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. I trust Augusta Precious Metals, and you can too. They will make sure that you understand what is best for you and your portfolio. There's a reason. Money Magazine says they are the best gold IRA company. Get free gold, free information, and retirement protection now by calling 877-4-GOLD-IRA. That's 877, the number 4-GOLD-IRA or AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Several years ago, there was outrage over Kroger and Walmart exiting high-crime, high-poverty areas around the country that happened to be predominantly minority, heavily minority um, makeup around their stores. The NAACP, Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, liberal leaders came out demanding investigations and demanding that they keep these stores open. Kroger, other stores, Walmart, Target, etc. came forward with the crime stats. And they said, we literally cannot afford to keep our stores open because there's so much, uh, basically, theft, looting at our stores. There's too much violence. There's too much loss. These stores are there to make money. And then the Democrats said it was racism and there were food deserts, as they described them. Food deserts. Because the community was not well policed. And when a community is not well policed, you have anarchy. And when you have anarchy, then what happens? You have chaos, just like we saw in Chicago. And what happens? If you have a business, you say, I can't afford it anymore, and you shut it down. Well, now we're seeing this happen all over the country. Walmart, Target, and other major retailers are shuttering stores due to overwhelming theft in liberal cities. Because when you commit a crime of theft at their store, there's no accountability for stealing. Best Buy and other mega retailers have shuttered stores throughout the U.S. due to an overwhelming uptick in theft, new report states. Reliable, important grocery stores and retail outlets have begun to make do on their pledge to close stores if crime continues to climb. Just last week. Walmart closed as many as four stores in Chicago alone. Quote, the simplest explanation is that collectively our Chicago stores have not been profitable since we opened the first one nearly 17 years ago. Walmart said in a statement, these stores lose tens of millions of dollars a year and their annual losses nearly doubled in just the last five years. Why is that happening? Because of out of control stealing. As a reporter, John Nolte put it, left-wing cities and states have made shoplifting nearly legal by letting criminals off with barely a slap on the wrist. Chicago has one problem, insane voters. We assumed after the current mayor, Lightfoot, lost the Democratic primary that the city was coming to its senses. Well, you would be wrong. Lightfoot wasn't radical enough, apparently, for the woke Chicago voting base. So they booted her and brought in an even more dangerous left-wing radical by the name of Brandon Johnson. He came into office on the promise to raise about a billion dollars in taxes on corporations and to ensure even more violent criminals run free. So Walmart saw the writing on the wall. And by the way, it's unlikely Walmart is worried about taxes or even violent criminals. The problem is that shoplifting has been all but decriminalized and these retailers are losing billions. Walmart has now said they will shutter their stores in Chicago proper. It comes after it closed remaining Portland stores due to crime wave in the Antifa native city. 
Walmart has nearly 5,000 stores across the U.S., and unfortunately, some do not meet our financial expectations. While our underlying business is strong, these specific stores haven't performed as well as we hoped, the company said in the latest statement. Walmart has shuttered as, as many as 17 stores across nine states. Whole Foods, which is owned by Amazon, also recently closed its one store in downtown San Francisco due to rising criminal levels. Local Board of Supervisor Matt Dorsey blamed the closure on the city's lax treatment of criminals, saying, quote, Our neighborhood waited a long time for this supermarket, but we're also well aware of the problems we've experienced with drug-related retail theft, adjacent drug markets, and the many safety issues related to them. According to the Daily Mail, Target lost nearly $400 million in profit last year. November alone due to organized gangs of shoplifters who had been stealing merchandise from its stores. With its CFO predicting that the company will have up to $600 million in losses by the end of the year because of gang and young people going in grabbing whatever they want to. Stores on Baltimore Avenue in Maryland, for example, Westlake Street in Minnesota, Chestnut Street in Pennsylvania, and South Washington Street in Virginia are all affected. All four smaller format stores were rolled out about 10 years ago as a way to reach customers in the more urban areas. They will all close on May the 13th, the company stated. Why? Because of massive, out-of-control retail theft. One other thing you need to know, it's not just these stores, it's also drug stores, Walmart, isn't the only one saying goodbye. Walgreens has now closed as many as five stores in San Francisco alone due to an uptick in organized shoplifting in 2021, 2022, and 2023. This year, Walgreens closed a store in Chicago, one in Texas, two in Florida. Macy's and Best Buy have also said they're going to have to have closures in cities with high crime. When you stop prosecuting children, when they are doing criminal things and you stop teaching them at the same time how to read, write, and do arithmetic because you put money over phonics, this is the disaster you get. And yes, they are both connected to one another. Follow the money. Look at what is happening in our schools. Follow the money. Make sure you share a podcast with your family and your friends. Please write us a five-star review and I'll see you back here tomorrow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.